Distortions and Social Movements by James Jasper. This article is focused on the importance of conducting research into how different emotions interact with one another and how they differ in regards to social movements. So years ago, the conversation and research conducted regarding, regarding emotions was very few and far between in scholarly work in terms of politics, protests, and social movements. So emotions are very prevalent today throughout social movements and protests. It is through emotion that individuals become involved in the appraisal or evaluation of such categories, which is important to the processing of information. So it's how we make meaning of the world around us and Jasper calls out the theories and models as being in so many ways inaccurate and not clearly defined because of their lack of credit to how emotions are brought into being throughout. So he highlights some problems that need to be improved with in this way of thinking. So the first one is a recognition that thinking and feeling are parallel, not mutually exclusive or divided, but they interact to evaluate and create interaction. So his issue is that scholars, scholars limit their discussion slash research of emotions to the helpful and positive side, but don't observe the negative counterparts as well as the side of emotions that doesn't make a difference. It seems scholars over-exaggerate the significance of certain emotions. So distinctions also need to be made with the associations we make with certain emotions we need to build on our knowledge and not rely on the feelings that are commonly associated with that particular term, but expand their meanings to include other things and not limit ourselves. So don't just acknowledge emotions in your theories, but also apply them. So theories focus on one individual subcategory of statements associated with the term emotions and allow it to fall under one category. And this is an issue for emotions to extend far beyond the context there is limited to in the misapplication of emotions in their models. This results in confusion. So being that I think his target audience is scholars of emotion, he feels that they need to expand their research to include a diverse range of emotions and subcategories that appropriately correspond so as not to confuse audience um, and give them a clear understanding of how emotions influence social actions and politics and overall avoid misinterpretation. So there are two types of long-term emotions for which other models of emotions are based off of. So that is affective commitments or orientations. This is positive or negative feelings towards something and moral emotions. So feelings such as shame, guilt, sympathy, and empathy. And then we have those emotions that aren't considered to have a lasting effect, but instead um, are quick responses. So I think I mentioned this, but the research conducted on emotions was limited by scholars in the fact that they don't they didn't apply them to political action to evaluate situations. So in a way, the rise of the feminism, the rise of feminism advanced the research of emotions and social movements in political life. So this began a social movement that inspired research in theory and emotional culture of protest groups. So then there was the emergence of the cultural approach. So Jasper dis discusses um, cultural constructionism and how this concept af offered the backdrop for understanding and evaluating emotions of politics. So this concept of cultural constructionism attributes emotions as part of a culture. This concept introduced and provided understanding of the forms of emotions in all settings. So it wasn't that the concept of emotions wasn't discussed, it just wasn't observed into a broad theory. So now we are now we move on to discuss the roles of goals and social movements and the emotions associated with our success or failure at reaching these goals. So I stated on page 14.5, it is our emotions that force us to be explicit about our goals. Okay, so we have reputation in this case. This is a concern with one's identity. This deals with honor, pride, and recognition. This motivates you to take an action. On the other end of that spectrum, there's shame. 
So social movements attempt to transform shame into pride. So just a side note, I feel an underlying reason or more to motivation for discussing emotions of protest is because of the emergence at that time of minority groups that sparked activism such as LB. Uh, TQ movements and women's movements. He had a desire to understand how these groups gain support for their stereotypes through stereotypes. Not to mention, the goal of the women's movement was to display their emotions associated with politics and break free from the shackles of gender restrictions that were placed on them. So their attempt to emotionally repair their image. So social change is brought about by challenging that shame and sharing one's own experience with the world. So Jasper describes this shame as a motivating factor and central emotion that activists seek to diminish. The second is connection. This is need to belong. Connections can draw people in or out of collective efforts. So the attraction that sparks interest in group members and creates a desire to participate in a movement could also prevent them from being true to the group or loyal. The third is sensuality. So motives like urges, they place immediate needs over long-term needs. They can cause disruption. And the fourth is impact, the protester willingness to make a change from the way things are. So this is accompanied by fear, anger, and threats that call for action. So due to this fear of not having an impact, protesters target governments who they feel support their own oppression. So all of these goals of political action represent means and ends, the measures they were willing to take to produce a desired result. And they use emotions to influence the actions and decisions of others and gain participants. When discussing means of action, moral shocks, which are kind of which are a kind of rhetoric um, activists use, are feelings that result from information that shows people the world isn't what they thought. So these emotions that result from moral shocks, such as grief, guilt, and so forth, influence people to take action, which in this case results in protest. So this helps in clarifying others' views and recruiting them into activism. And moral shocks reinforce previously held views or efforts and place them at the forefront and spread awareness of the severity of the issue so that, you know, change can change can occur. So as seen in Brown versus Board of Education, where segregation was deemed unconstitutional. So overall, emotions help explain our ongoing participation in collective action. There are several emotional mechanisms that provide satisfaction for participants, including collective solidarities, interaction rituals, group dynamics. So just an overview, like diving deep and analyzing the characteristics and emotions that go in the developmental stages of a protest, its influences on not only protesters but audiences, the emotional dynamics of roles, and the cause for a successful outcome. So these can all be understood by examining the emotions within them closely. And those emotions are the building blocks that move from the protest that move the protest from point A to Z. So it's important we know the interaction that goes on to guide those protests. Because as we know, emotions are the core piece that link actions and decisions.